Well, good morning and welcome to week 27 of the uh, Rooted podcast. And uh, we're just moving right along, Brother Tim. And uh, it's good to see you this morning. Yes, sir. Good Glad. to see you, Brother Bill. And uh, we're in Second Timothy uh, this week and Titus. I think uh, we'll be in Second Timothy up to, what, uh, Wednesday. And then uh, <laughs> Titus will take us out to the rest of the week. So we uh, welcome you to get your Bibles and to uh, open to Second Timothy and, and follow through with us as we uh, kind of talk a little bit about Second Timothy and Titus. And, and uh, it's interesting to note that First uh, Timothy, Second Timothy, and Titus are, I think they're called the pastoral epistles of Paul. And uh, because they weren't written to a church, they were written to some co-workers. Yes. And uh, these, these guys uh, were uh, given instruction and encouragement. Uh, we find that uh, these scriptures were not only given to Timothy and Titus uh, as direction as pastors, but it's also there for us to learn uh, the spiritual uh, uh, lessons that we need as well. So as you read through these two books, please take a look at what's being told to these gentlemen and, and realize that this applies to us today at, as uh, followers of Christ. And, and uh, we'll see that uh, it's, it's interesting to note that uh, the gospel is the gospel. Amen. And uh, it applies to us all, not just to those who are in leadership positions, but to everyone. And so we want to start out here with Second Timothy today and see what we can find. And, and I think it's interesting, uh, Brother Tim, to find that Paul starts out just like he starts out just about every epistle that he writes, yes. every letter. He always starts out by identifying himself as being an apostle of Jesus Christ. And in Second Timothy, he says, by the will of God. Yes. And I believe last week you all talked about how that he uh, said that he was a uh, God to our Savior. Yes. And I think you mentioned yes. something about that, that it was uh, kind yes. of interesting to see he called God the Savior. But then he said in, in Jesus Christ, and talked about yes. Jesus Christ. So all of this has to do with who God is and Amen. who our Savior is. And um, even in today's, it says it's for the sake of the promise of life yes. in Christ Jesus. And I think it's a very interesting and a very positive thing for us to look at as well. And uh, you got anything you want to start with? Well, uh, I, I like how the book begins. It, it tells us a little bit of a history of Timothy and goes back to his childhood. Yeah. And sometimes our childhood is layered with, uh, you know, difficulty and sin and heartache and uh, you know, Timothy, the, Paul says, when I call to remembrance mm -hmm. the genuine faith that is in you, and then he says, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois mm -hmm. and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded in you also. And if we go back to the story of Timothy in Acts chapter 16, where mm -hmm. Paul enlisted him uh, to go with him on his missionary journey, we learned something about Timothy's father. He he was a Gentile. And so evidently his mother messed up, and she married outside of the will of God, married a non-believer, a Gentile heathen. And so she enlists her grandmother, Lois, 
to help raise Timothy, and what a huge influence she was in in the life of of Timothy. And uh, his mother was a, was a great influence, and they were instrumental in in her salvation, in in Timothy's salvation. You get over to chapter. I think it's chapter 3, verse 15. It, it goes back to Timothy's childhood, that from a childhood, you know, you've known the Holy Scriptures, mm-hmm. which are able to make you wise for salvation, salvation. through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting how Timothy was influenced by two godly women. Absolutely. Doesn't say much in the Bible about his dad, except he was a heathen, Gentile, non-believer, right. and, but Thank God for a good mother and a good grandmother. Absolutely. And, you know, it makes it difficult sometimes for uh, for either the man or the woman if they do mess up and they, they choose someone outside the faith. And, of course, the Scripture tells us not to be, you know, unequally yoked. yoked. Yes. Uh, but there again, that happens sometimes. Sure. And then it makes it difficult for the believer uh, to raise their children because you always got that opposition in the home. And it's very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. You know, you just thank God for godly grandparents yes. that, you know, Eunice could enlist the Timothy's grandmother to help mm-hmm. raise him in the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, even though we make mistakes, God okay. can still use us for the glory of God. Absolutely. And certainly God used Timothy. And yeah. two people were instrumental, his grandmother and his, his mother. Yeah, God has a plan. Yes, and uh, and He'll bring it to fruition, even when, when we mess up. Even when we mess <laughs> up. Yeah. One of the things that I really like too, then there, I, I noticed that He said in verse four of chapter one, He says, "Remembering your tears." Mm. He's talking about, and 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 it's almost like He was saying that whenever that they did depart from each other, whenever He He left Timothy there to do the work that needed to be done. That uh, Tim or that uh, Timothy even cried, yeah, cried because he was having to depart from. Yeah. And uh, I know how that goes. My grandbabies just left to go back to St. Louis, and you uh, you hate to see them leave, you know. So they, you cry uh, because they're leaving. But I I thought that was interesting that they had such a close relationship, and they loved one another. Yes, and Timothy uh, was certainly a tender-hearted man, as you point yes. out. Very tender-hearted. Tender-hearted, absolutely. Yeah. But he goes on to say, too, that uh, he said, I want to remind you to rekindle your gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, I'm reading from the uh, uh, the CSB version, but to rekindle your gift. And I thought about that, and I thought, well, what did that mean? Did that mean that uh, Timothy had kind of fallen away and he needed to rekindle that? And and uh, and the more I looked at it and the more I studied it, I said, well, that's not what that meant at all. He's just telling him, he says, you know, just get on fire. Yeah. You know, stay on fire. Keep it stirred up. Keep it stirred. Keep you the know? fire burning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Throw another log on and let's get going, you know. Because yeah. uh, he said that even, you know, since he laid laid on the hands, and I believe that probably referred to his ordination. And uh, he said, for God has not given us the, the spirit of fear. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit here. The Holy Spirit isn't here to f- give us the fear, but he's here to give us power. Yes. Amen power to do the Amen. will of God and to work. Yes, sir. Amen. He said the power and love and of sound judgment. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he goes on, he talks about uh, not being ashamed of the gospel. And, uh, of course, in this, we find this where, where the Apostle Paul says, you know, but I am not ashamed because I know 
whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able Amen. Uh, to guard what has been entrusted to me until that day. Yes. A very familiar scripture that uh, we should all memorize because uh, we find that uh, we too, uh, you know, we, we too are entrusted with, with the work of the gospel yes. and that uh, everything that is accomplished in our lives, uh, it's kept until that day. And, yes. Uh, Paul goes on after he shares in verse 13, he, he tells Timothy, and this is a theme in First and Second Timothy, he says, hold fast the pattern of sound words that you see throughout First and Second Timothy where he talks about sound doctrine. doctrine and that yes. word sound, and I'm, I'm not sure how the CSB translates it, but it's, it's translated to be healthy doctrine. Mm-hmm. And so Timothy, he, he's encouraged to hold fast, not only stir up that gift and keep the fire burning, but get a grip on the sound words and the teachings of Jesus Christ, words that you've heard from me, mm-hmm. and uh, make sure that you hold fast to yes. healthy teaching. Doctrine is important. Yeah. And that's that's words for us as well. Yep. And that's what I said. As you go through this, look for all of these things. What he's, he's telling Timothy, he's telling us as well. He's encouraging us that we too should hold uh, to that pattern of sound doctrine yeah. and, uh, and not waver, not give in to the things uh, around us, and that we should hold fast in our faith and our love. From Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I love uh, uh, where he says in chapter 2, verse 1, he tells him to be strong. Uh, as you've already, mm-hmm. we see this kind of a pattern, hold fast and rekindle. Timothy was a kind of timid individual. He had stomach trouble. He was a young man. And he Paul told Timothy, God's not give us the, the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And Timothy was kind of a a timid individual. But Paul tells him, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And uh, certainly that's a great place to be strong, grace, the grace Christ Jesus. You know, I think it's uh, interesting that because he was that type of individual, we might be like that as well. And then we say, well, I can't do that. I can't do that ministry because I don't, (laughs) you know, I'm not a cut out to be this. Well, Timothy was given responsibilities that uh, uh, he didn't feel maybe that he was cut out for at the time. And yet Paul gave him that that assurance that that you know Christ and that you know the gospel and that you've learned this from your grandmother, your mother, and I'm sure it's in you as well. And uh, all you got to do is just stand on that. It it went from his grandmother to his mother to Timothy. It went from Paul to Timothy. And the chain continues because he tells him in verse number two, Mm -hmm. the things you've heard from me among many witnesses commit these to, to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So yeah. faithfulness. You know, Timothy uh, may have been a weak individual. Timothy may have been timid, just like just like we are. Yeah. Uh, but here he says, I want you to commit these to faithful men. Thank God for faithful, faithful. people. I appreciate your That's faithfulness. Well, I appreciate <laughs> yours too, Brother Tim. But I like to, in, in chapter 2, where he talks about being strong in grace and 
And he gives some examples. He uses yep. a, a good soldier, yep, an athlete, a hardworking farmer. He uses all of those as examples uh, to Timothy on uh, how that you know that he could uh, he can continue on even though they may suffer in some things. Uh, he says it's like a good soldier who who suffers. Uh, he's saying here that there is no one serving as a soldier who gets entangled with the concerns of civilian life. Uh, right. Because he's there for a purpose, and that is to serve the commanders and the leaders of the army. And that's the way we are supposed to be as Christians, that we are here to serve the, Jesus Christ. Amen. We're not a part him. of this civilian life. No. Well, <laughs> we right. don't belong here <laughs> <That's> anyway. <right. laughs> Scripture tells us that we're just the pilgrims and strangers passing through, and, and that... Uh, we're looking for, to a home, for a home that's not built by hand, yes. as it tells us in the Old Testament. Then he uses an athlete for an example and a hardworking farmer as well. And he says, consider what I say. He says, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Amen. Thank God for that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, if we try to depend on ourselves and we try to depend on others, uh, we'll find that we'll fail. But if we depend on the Lord, Yes, and we trust him, then yes. he will give us the understanding that we need to be able to perform in our lives. Yes, Paul talks about him being in bondage and even to the point of chains. And in verse number nine, I, I'm kind of curious how your Bible translated translates it. Paul says, and I'm reading from the New King James, and he says to to Timothy, "But the word of God is not chained." Yeah, my verse 9 says, For which I suffer uh, to the point of being bound like a criminal, but the word of God is not bound. The word of God is not it's bound. It's not bound. It's not chained. It's it's not in bondage. That's right. The power of the word of God. Mm -hmm. And he said, and Paul said, This is why that I endure all things. I endure Amen. all things for, for the elect. Yes, sir. Uh, so that they also may obtain salvation which is in Christ Jesus and uh, have that eternal glory. of. And he had a saying there. He said, uh, I don't know how yours reads there from verse 11 to 13, but he says, this saying is trustworthy. For if we died with him, mm. then we will also live with him. Yes. And I love that with, that, that with baptism, you know, if we're buried yes. and we're raised and uh, to that new life and, and it's if we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, we will also deny. Uh, he will deny us. If uh, we are faithful, he remains faithful. Amen. Now I like that part. Yes, it sir. Says, if we're unfaithful, or if we're we're Faithless. faithful, he remains yep. faithful uh, to us. Yep. And uh, he cannot deny himself. No, he so can't deny. Good himself. words. He's, good words. He's made promises to us, yes. and we can rest on his promises. <laughs> Yeah, Amen. Absolutely. And then he goes on down, Brother Bill, and another strong term. He he tells Timothy not only to be strong and not only to kindle the gift and hold fast, but he says be diligent mm -hmm. to present yourself approved to God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So mm -hmm. you've got to be able to handle the book. Absolutely. And so. Um, He's well, telling him to rightly divide. 
if we if we're not in the book, we'll never be able to rightly divide. Amen. That's right. So that tells us something. Yeah. That that little phrase, rightly dividing the word of truth, it seems like at one time I have read somewhere that Greek word has the idea of cutting in a straight line mm-hmm. and uh, how, how some people are very good. You know, you've got your different, what is it, a miter saw that yeah. can cut different, cut different angles. angles. And uh, you, you need to know how to use the sword of the Spirit. Yeah. Uh, so that we don't cut somebody's head off, but we need to cut a straight line, rightly dividing the word of truth. And he, he says we ought to be able to defend against these profane and idle babblers mm-hmm. who increase more ungodliness. And he even calls their message cancer. Cancer, yeah. It's, it's cancerous. Pretty devastating. Yeah, yeah. And it says the the Lord knows those who are His. Amen. Yes. You know, there's a lot of people who are pretenders. And, of course, Satan is the greatest pretender. Yes, he is. And there's a lot of people pretending today. And actually we see that he talks about that in the rest of uh, chapter 2 there. He even tells us to to flee from our youthful passions. Yes. You know, we have a lot of passions when we're younger than what we do when we get older. He says to, to pursue righteousness. Amen. Pursue faith. Pursue yes. love and peace. Yeah. Along with those who call on the Lord's uh, from a pure heart. Amen. From a pure heart. But he says reject foolish and ignorant disputes uh, because uh, they know that those things will breed quarrels. And I read that, Brother Tim, and I, and I thought about Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I thought about Facebook, and I said, boy, I said, does that breed quarrels? Yes. Uh, quarreling and backbiting and accusing people, and, and it, we just read it every day. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, people are more hostile today and uh, more strife, more controversy, politics and religion and all kinds of different things. But you're exactly right. He tells us to avoid these foolish disputes, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that they gender strife. And, and he makes a statement here, Bill, that, that's convicting. He says, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle, gentle. to all, mm-hmm. apt to teach, patient, in humility. You know, uh, those, are, those are strong words. Don't quarrel. Yeah. Be gentle. You don't have to be a bull in a china closet, right. beat people up and... You know, hit them over the head. And yeah. Well, that's what Tim, uh, Paul says. He said hard times will come in the last yes. days and starting out in uh, chapter right. 3. Yep. Hard times will come, and we see that the times are getting harder. It's harder to witness to people today than yes. it used to be. Yes. Used to, people would have a little bit of, uh, you know, they'd have a little bit of care about what you're saying. They would listen. Uh, we even had... Before, we'd had a lot of sinners who would come to church, you know, and they'd just yes. participate right in with services right. because right. they cared and they, they, yes. they understood that it was good, but they just wouldn't surrender their hearts right. to the Lord. And yeah. Then he goes on to tell us that uh, there's all these people that have all these disobedience issues in their lives and they're ungrateful and holy and loving and uh, all of these things. And, and he comes down and he says, avoid these people. Yep. You know, we got a lot of people today who just want to join in with everything that's going on in the world. Doesn't say join them, does it? No, it doesn't say join them. It says avoid them. Avoid them. <laughs> avoid them. 
the closer you get to it, the more you become like it. Yeah. And what does the scripture tell us? We should avoid even the very appearance of evil. Yeah. And uh, I know we, I think it kind of goes along with the music we listen to, the clothing True. and the attire that we wear. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got a lot of people you you can't recognize them from the world. Yeah. And they say they're Christians. True. And you say, well, you may be, but, you know, I wouldn't be able to tell it, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> but we That's are true. to be different. We're different individuals. And, and he so. describes these people of the perilous times as unloving, unforgiving, yep. slanderers, without self-control, uh, brutal. Mm-hmm. And we see that, as you say, yeah, on Facebook, yeah, yeah. despisers of good traitors headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. But it's all cloaked in religion, he says, having a form, a form. of godliness but denying the power thereof. He says, and for such people, avoid, avoid. turn away. You know, just turn Absolutely. away from that stuff because as a believer, we're the people of God and we should be able to share the gospel, the good news, mm-hmm. while everybody else is talking about the bad news. We're people yeah. of good news. Have you noticed, Brother Tim, in our day and time, that uh, being a Christian, being different, we now, where people used to look at that and they would say, okay, those people are different. Wonder what, wonder what they have I don't have. And they start questioning. And, but today, they just make fun of you. Yes. They just say, well, you're just, you're just a nut. Yes. You don't have any idea. <laughs> you're not enjoying life like we are, you know. Yeah. And and I think it's kind of interesting that they do that. Well, that's because what hard times have come. It's perilous perilous times. Are here. times. They're here. Perilous times are here. Yeah. yeah. And he goes on down, and he tells us in verse eleven, there's going to be persecutions, afflictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I. He says, "I mm-hmm. endured these kinds of persecutions persecutions and the Lord delivered them out of my out of them all and then verse 11 what does he say we quote verse I'm sorry verse 12 yeah, verse we, 12 in fact all all who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus they will be persecuted that's right it's yeah. a part of serving Jesus because not everybody loves Jesus yeah. not everybody loves the gospel right I'm amazed at people how much they hate the gospel there's a hostility toward the gospel, which is Jesus and Jesus alone. People want to add to Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But then he also comes down to 16, verse 16. And he says, all scripture is inspired by God. Amen. Yeah. That's encouraging. And thank God for the scriptures. And it's profitable for teaching. Amen. And for rebuking, for correction. Uh, for training in righteousness. Yes. And that's what the Scripture's for. That's the reason God gives us His Amen. Word, so that we can we can become more like Christ as we go through life. Yes. And the more we learn, the more we become like Christ. Yes. And what happens if we're in this book in verse number 17? Hmm. Look what happens. I love this. If we're in this inspired Word of God, you read verse 16 for us. And and I love what verse 17, what the Word of God does for us. Mm -hmm. It says that the man man of God God may be what? what? Go complete. Thoroughly equipped. 
yeah. you know, thoroughly equipped, thoroughly equipped for every good work. For good and work. the Word of God equips us uh, yeah. for service and to serve the Lord Jesus Absolutely. Christ. Isn't it awesome to be able to have a, a book that equips us like that? Thank God for that. And I appreciate you you pointing that out, Brother Bill. You know, the um, find that Timothy, Paul, Titus, as we're talking about them, they didn't have everything like we have. We've got the complete word. Yes, exactly. And we can study it. Yes. And we can look to the Lord for the strength and for Good. the understanding that we need. Amen. And these guys, they were trying to, they were getting all this stuff put together. <laughs> uh, and it was, I'm sure it was hard for them. Yes. And they weren't, they were dealing with some of the same issues we are today. Man hasn't changed. <laughs> That's true. You know, Pastor Lemming said, Ecclesiastes, nothing new under nothing the sun. Nothing new under the sun. <laughs> yeah. You know, it says we were made in the image and likeness of Christ and or of God and and he changes not. Yeah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And man is too. <laughs> we find that we haven't changed. We're just, yep. Yeah. So that's why we need to be people of the book. Just stay with the word. And then he says in verse two, you know, preach the, preach word, the word, Timothy, just in season. Out of season, when it's popular, convenient, unpopular, unconvenient, preach the word, mm. uh, you know, with all long suffering and teaching, because there's going to be a time when people won't hold they the won't sound or healthy doctrine. Right. And so we need to stay with the scriptures. Absolutely. Um, he tells him to, and you know, exercise self control in everything. Yes. Yes. You know, you, you see some Christians, you know, they'll they'll get really irate over certain things, yes. you know, and, and especially if it's politics. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> well, that's but, uh, He says exercise self-control in everything, yes. and, and that's, a, that's a discipline. Yes. And uh, that's that's what that's we are huge. as Christians. We, we live a disciplined life. Yes. Uh, it's not something we like, though. And then I like what the Apostle Paul goes on to say about... Uh, uh, about his life, and he says, I fought the good fight. He said, I've finished the race. I have kept the faith. And he said, there is reserved for me that what that crown of righteousness. And the Apostle Paul is letting Timothy know, hey, you know, you fight the fight, and you keep the faith. Yes. He said, there's reward to be received, Amen. and I'm ready to receive my reward, yes. that crown of righteousness, yes. which the Lord, you know, uh, the righteous judge will give to me in that day and for all others. Who love, who love his, appearing, his appearing, the scripture says. Yeah, and we ought to be a heavenward focused people, have our eyes on Christ because Jesus is coming. We're mm -hmm. living in last days, perilous times, and we, we need to keep our eyes on the Lord. And I look and see how Paul died. The scholars tell us that at this point in verses 7 and 8, this was when he was beheaded by yeah. Nero. He was a martyr, martyr because he stood for the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, mm -hmm. which the Lord, the righteous, righteous judge, judge, will give to me on that day, not only to me, but also to you and I yeah. who love his appearing. We've got to keep our eyes on the Lord Absolutely. and know that Jesus could come at any moment. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Amen. I'm ready to I'm go, ready. aren't you? Yeah, but that's not, that's the key is to keep our eyes on the mm -hmm. Lord and keep our heart in love 
with the Lord Jesus Christ. But sadly, there was a person who served right alongside the Apostle Paul, yeah. but he didn't keep his eyes on the Lord. Yeah. He got his eyes on the things of the world, yeah. and the Bible says he did what? Yeah. He yeah, forsook, he, he pers he, he forsook uh, uh, the following of, of Paul and uh, forsook the gospel, and, yeah. and uh, so he strongly opposed the words. Yep. That's, yeah. that's a, a, amazing. When you juxtapose in verse 8 where Paul, who loved his appearing, and Demas, who, who forsook Paul. Demas forsook, yeah. yeah. He loved this present world. Yeah. And it's easy to get our eyes on this world, yeah. you know, Absolutely. the glitter and glamour of this world. But in reality. He said he deserted me. Yeah. He just deserted the apostle Paul, got out of the ministry, mm -hmm. forsook him. Haven't you seen people yeah. do that today? Oh. We, we, there's a big thing we're hearing today about people disavowing their Christian faith yeah. and their deconversion and all kinds of crazy things that we haven't heard before. And, you know, we're, we're in these last days. Yes, so we need to right. keep our eyes focused on the Lord, love His appearing, love the Lord Jesus Christ. And he goes on and he says, only Luke is with me. And Luke, the beloved physician. But I love verse 11, Brother Bill, where he, he says, hey, don't, don't forget about Mark. Mark, yeah. Bring him and with you, him. for he's useful to me for the ministry. You, you remember the yeah. rift yeah. that he had with Barnabas, and they parted ways? Yeah. He wanted to get rid of Mark. He, he, marked, he, he, he marked Mark off. He, marked Mark <laughs> you know, off he, he checked him off. Wouldn't have anything to do with him. Well, it's because Mark went back home. Yeah. I mean, he kind of left him out there on his journey, and yep. he went back home. and He abandoned them, didn't he? Yeah. And aren't, aren't you thankful that God doesn't abandon us? And what a good And good here we find Mark is coming right back into the— Comes back home, doesn't he? Yeah, comes yes. back home. Yes. Yeah. And so Paul forgave him, and now he's saying, hey, he is useful to me, yeah. you know, well, he's useful for to ministry. Us. Yeah, we we read his words, don't we? We read the gospel. So if you mess up, you know, like we all mess up. Bill and I mess up, brother Bill and I. And hey, God says uh, we can be useful to to Pastor Lemming for his ministry. Yeah. And uh, so don't you ever give up. You keep your eyes on the Lord and love His appearing. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your soul. Because God has something great, you know, something great uh, for you and I in the future. Yeah. I love those verses. Those are yeah. awesome. Well, if you want to, I think we're probably about to the end of that. Let's go over to Titus. We've chewed on Second Timothy enough. We've chewed on it, yeah. <laughs> and uh, our time's swiftly passing, but uh, we'll go over to Titus. And what does Paul do? Paul starts out again. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle. <laughs> Of Jesus Christ, and it's for the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. Amen. Truth always yeah. leads to godliness, Absol doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's what Apostle Paul was saying was that his life was, his life was for people. Yes. Amen. He said, "I'm an apostle. I'm a yes. servant of Jesus Christ, and for the for the elect's sake." Yes. And that that's something that's we have to really be careful with, you know, a lot of people say, well, that means God's elected some and he hasn't elected some, but that's not true. <laughs> uh, they say, well, he's, he's chosen some to be saved, chosen some not to be saved. And 
I say, well, wait a minute. What's the how many how many people does it say that God chooses to go to hell? Hmm. Zilch. Hmm. He said, it's His wish that no one would perish. That's right. That no yeah. one would perish. So that uh, that means that He has made it. Uh, we have free will. Hmm. We free will. He does have foreknowledge of no one because he knew before the beginning of time. After all, the plan of salvation was made before he ever said, let there be anything. And why did he do that? He did that because he knew Adam was going to fail. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> he said, I'll, I'll provide a means and a way of, uh, of forgiveness yes. and salvation uh, because I know man's not going to make it. And uh, that's just who, who man is, and he knew that. and. So he's made a way. God loves us all. God, it's not God's desire that any should perish, but that everyone should come yeah. to that saving I, knowledge I just of Jesus can't Christ. say how much I love that, that phrase that just jumps out of the page on verse 1 to me where, yeah. where the truth which accords mm-hmm. with godliness. Truth, mm-hmm. if you and I build on the Word of God like Second Timothy talks about, and these are pastoral epistles, and it makes much of the Word of God, then truth always leads to godliness. False doctrine, false teaching always leads to sin. Leads to destruction. And Paul names these guys, Hymenaeus and oh, different yeah, ones yeah. that were involved yeah. in false doctrine, saying the resurrection was already passed. But truth will always lead you to godliness. So well, I love that verse. That's God's good. word is true. And uh, how long has it existed? Yeah, forever and ever. Because he says in verse number, you pointed out in verse yeah. number two, yeah. in hope of eternal life, right. which God, who cannot, cannot lie, lie, God's word is true. You're exactly right. Yeah. And he promised before time again. Before time again. So yeah. then verse three goes back to preaching the word. Yeah. Yeah. The command of God, our Savior. Yeah. And there's that phrase again that's, found through the pastoral epistles, God our Savior. It's, it's found in verse yeah. number four again, mm. God the Father and the Savior, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Mm. And so that's a, a peculiar phrase in the pastoral epistles. I think Titus had a had a pretty difficult ministry. Uh, Paul left him in Crete, yeah. <laughs> and he yep. told him what he had to do. Uh, he said, you need, to, uh, you need to appoint some elders to all the all the cities there in, in Crete, and uh, and direct them and appoint them in every town, yeah. uh, and that was for a purpose. That was absolutely. I when mean, you study the entire scripture and see some of the assignments that Paul gave Titus, they certainly weren't easy. They weren't. They easy. were pretty difficult they assignments easy. that that uh, apostolic assignments that he was given by Paul, handed down. Yeah. You're exactly and, right. And he even told him, he said, these are the qualifications. <laughs> Let me tell you what the yeah. qualifications need yes. to be for these elders, you know, yes. and everything. And uh, we look at that and we see, well, you know, the qualifications were really steep in uh, certain areas. He said, but uh, he says in verse 10, he says, for there are many rebellious people full of empty talk and deception, especially those from the circumcision party. Yes. In other words, there is, uh, there is a lot of rebellious people. We yes. have a lot of rebellious people today. Sure. Um, I mean, I'm sure that after every sermon on Sunday, Pastor Lemming probably gets an email or probably gets a phone call and uh, somebody wants to kind of 
contradict what he says. And, <laughs> yeah. and but you know, I find that when I look at the scripture and 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 I listen to Pastor Lemming preach and and I and I follow that in scripture, I say, well, that's the truth. Amen. That's the truth. And, Amen. And it'll stand. It'll stand. But we got a lot of rebellious people today who are full of empty talk. Yeah. And that's why he exhorts us in verse number nine. And and, and it's a theme again. Yep. He says, holding. holding fast. Get a hold of the faithful, faithful. word as you've been taught mm-hmm. that he may be able by sound doctrine, healthy doctrine, to exhort and convict those who contradict. We need to know the Bible so well. Yeah. We need to be able to defend our faith. Not only what do you believe, but why do you believe what you believe? Mm-hmm. And so the word's so important. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, he said, to the pure, everything is pure. Yes. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Yes. And boy, we see that. Hey, <laughs> we see that. He said, they claim to know God, yep. but they deny him by yep. their works. How many people do you know today that say that, well, I'm a Christian. I know Jesus is my Savior. And yet their works are the yes. works of the world yes so i'll just question that you know are they are they really saved did they really accept christ wow or did they just fool themselves to say well i believe with an intellect but i don't believe with the heart jesus even said not everyone who says lord lord Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he that does the will of the Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not performed many mighty works, even preachers of false doctrine? Absolutely. Um, But think of people who actually think they are saved because they're members of a specific church. They are deceived, aren't they? Yes, False doctrine is destruction. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. He said, but you are to proclaim things consistent with sound teaching. Yes. And he, he tells, he talks to the older men. Yes, he talks sir. to the older women. And he talks even to the young men. Uh, all of these things which they need to follow and need yes. to do. Amen. Yeah. And he goes through this this passage in chapter 1 and chapter 2. Three or four times he, he hammers away, hey, be faithful, be faithful. to good works uh, he says in verse 7, in all things, show yourself a pattern of good, good. works, mm-hmm. good doctrine. Then verse 14, I, I love verse 14. I, I'll let you have verses 11 and 12 and 13. Those are good ones, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, aren't they, they good? Yep. But verse 14, he, he, he gave himself for us that he might reclaim, redeem us, mm-hmm. purchase us from every lawless deed, and he's going to purify him to himself a special people, and we're to be zealous for good works. But, Brother Bill, go back to verses 11, 12, and 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are special verses, aren't oh, they? Yeah. Verse 11 is, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. All men. All, all well, people. How many yes. has he ordained to go to hell? Yeah. <laughs> None. None. He, mm-hmm. he wants to save all people, everyone. Amen. And he ins- instructs us uh, to deny godliness, and worldly lusts, and to live in a sensible, righteous, and godly way in the present age. Yes. It's not something that's to come Amen. or something. In, it's now. Now. I always like in uh, Hebrews chapter 11 where it talks about faith. And it says, now faith. 
Yes. Now faith is yes. the substance of things. Yes. And I always, I look at that and I say, well, the faith that we have now yes. is what's important. Amen. Faith yesterday is gone, and the faith for tomorrow is out there, but now faith. Yep. Now faith. Amen. Absolutely. Verse 13, I just, I love that verse because we've got to keep our eyes on the Lord looking for the blessed hope. Mm -hmm. Christ is coming. Glorious appearing of our, this is the doctrine of Jesus, our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Who's coming back? Jesus Jesus is coming. And who is Jesus? He is our great God. And so there we have the deity of Christ, the second the, the second coming of Christ. It's called the blessed hope, mm-hmm. and we've got to keep our eyes to the sky looking for Jesus to come and to live in the realization that Christ, his coming's imminent. Yep. It could take place at any moment. No other signs have to be fulfilled. All the things we hear going on in Israel, I mean, that's just extra. But, hey, Jesus is, is coming. coming, the appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. And yeah. that hope that he's talking about yes. is not saying that, well, I hope just I don't really know, but I hope that it will happen. That's not what he's yes. talking about. He's talking about a concrete expectant. Yeah. It's a blessed hope. It's a blessed hope. <laughs> it's concrete. It's concrete. Hey, that's good. Yeah. And that's right. goes on to say to proclaim these things, encourage and to rebuke with authority and let no one let no one disregard you. Amen. Yeah. I, I tell you what, Paul was pretty strong sometimes, yeah. and he didn't care to call a spade a spade. You know, and he said, "And don't don't you don't you worry about calling a spade a spade. You just you just hold true." And he said, "Don't let anyone disregard you. Just yes. you know, you stick with it and be faithful." And he goes on to say, "Remind them to submit to rulers and authorities." Oh, that's a hard one for us to do. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah, we have Especially to, in the political climate oh, that we're living in. Absolutely. Yeah. And he says, for, for we too were once fools. We have to be careful in how we, how we live because uh, all these folks that we're witnessing to we're, we're, and we're sharing the gospel with, they may reject it, but we have to realize that we lived like they did at one time. Yes. That we were lost. Amen. And uh, we were all lost. But uh, even when we were lost, Christ died for us. And, and, but when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us. Amen. Those are, that's a great He's, verse. That's it? a great verse. He <laughs> saved us. Yeah, I say praise the Lord for that one. Not by works of uh, righteousness uh, that we've done, but according to his mercy. mercy. Oh, he saved us. His Amen. mercy and his grace is exciting. Well, we're coming down to the end, but I like there where it tells us, too, that uh, uh, we may become heirs with the hope of eternal life. And here we go. We mentioned that hope. Yes. That hope again. That's that that concrete expectance. Yes. Hope. Yes. Knowing that we have eternal life. And he said, I want you to insist on these things. Insist on them. And that's what we should be doing today is insisting. He's given us that final admonition, and he said, let our people also learn, in verse 14, Mm -hmm. to maintain good works, to meet urgent needs, that that you don't become unfruitful. I I want you to be fruitful 
in all that you do. We're, we're fruitful when we're faithful, yeah. when we're in the book. We're steady, consistent. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And uh, because yeah. Jesus is, is coming. He's coming. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. So, folks, check your fruit today. See how much you've got or see if you have any. <laughs> if you don't have any, then you need to become fruitful. Amen. Uh, you need to hear what the Apostle Paul has told Titus and Timothy and the instructions that he gave to them, he gives to us as well today. So that's about all the time we have for the podcast today. But we hope that you have a wonderful day. And, and please study these and look for things that will help you in your life to grow stronger and to be the worker that God wants you to be. Amen. God bless you.